Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. With the readings of today, we leave the story of Joseph behind and we're about to take up the story of Moses. We've been in Genesis and now we are beginning in the first chapter of Exodus. And what we find is that in the story of Joseph, the family has come down to Egypt because there's famine and Joseph, by an appointed way by God, has brought salvation to the household. But the story doesn't end there. There's a new king who knows nothing of Joseph, who comes to power in Egypt and looks around at the power and the numerous children that the Israelites have, and he's scared. He says, let's deal shrewdly with them to stop their increase. Otherwise, they may join our enemies in time to fight against us and leave our country. So he's beginning to see that there is this labor force here that he can take advantage of. Nothing has changed. We still do things like this today, right? And now the taskmasters are set up over the children of Israel and they are oppressing them with forced labor. But the more that they oppress them, the more they multiply and spread to the point that they are now being reduced to cruel slavery. We haven't remembered anything because we've done that, done this in different parts of the world. We've done this in the United States of America. We oppressed people with cruel slavery and, and called it okay. And this Egyptian uh, pharaoh king is saying, let's make their life bitter for them with hard work and all kinds of field work. The whole cruel fate of slaves. This idea of racism that we're talking about in today's world is part of a problem with the human heart. We can look through history and sometimes we can get myopic and think, oh my goodness, we're doing this in this one country, in this country of ours. We open the Bible and we see that this is happening thousands of years before Christ. We realize that the problem, and this is happening in the north of Africa, where people of different colors at this point are oppressing different people. There is black people oppressing white people in many parts of this of these early writings. So it doesn't matter what the color of the skin is because we see whites doing it to whites, black doing it to black. You know, Asian people had their own ethnic differences if you were Chinese or Japanese or Mongolian. It is a problem of the human heart. And we see it in today's story. Now the Pharaoh is going to throw into the river every boy that is born to the Hebrews and is going to let the girls live. So we go from people arriving on the scene and being safe from famine to now they've become oppressed, they've become slaves, and now the pharaohs are committing murder against their children so that they don't multiply. The plot thickens when the human heart gets attacked and we're going to follow over the next few weeks this story the next few days this story of Moses the responsorial psalm for today is 124 our help is in the name of the Lord if you're a mother in Egypt and you know Jehovah Yahweh the Lord Adonai 
and you see that because of your religion and because of what you are doing, living family in family lives that are multiplying and are very fruitful, you're now punished and your baby boys are being killed. You are praying, our help is in the name of the Lord. The Lord is going to save us when men rise up against us and the, the world is trying to swallow us alive, when their fury is inflamed against us, when the waters overwhelm us, when the torrents sweep us, when the raging waters come, when we fall prey to their teeth, we were rescued like a bird from the fowler's snare. Broken was the snare and we were freed. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Is this your prayer today? That our help is in the name of the Lord. Today, as I was going into the church, I saw that they were going to celebrate the um, funeral for David Castro, this young boy that just got confirmed in our church not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. His picture is actually in the bulletin this weekend with all his confirmation class. They received the Holy Spirit. They wanted to be knights for Christ. And in a senseless accident, he shot. And the funeral was today. So we can see that the mother is saying, our help is in the name of the Lord. That that brokenness of that family that is experiencing the senseless violence in that household, there's tremendous grief. And the Lord is attending to the hearts of all of them. Because how do you understand some senseless act of violence for someone that coming out of a baseball game, out of a parking lot, just shoots someone in the car? Like what kind of senselessness is that? So we pray with the family for the consolation of that mother, that father, that family, that they may be protected by God from guilt and sorrow and that they may lift up their eyes and their and their hearts and ask the Lord to be with them. What does Jesus mean in Matthew 10, the gospel for today, when he says to the apostles, Do not think that I have come to bring peace upon the earth. I have not come to bring peace but the sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. One's enemies will be those of his household. What does Jesus mean when he's saying that he's come to bring the sword? We need. We know that the sword is the word of God. That's what we learn in Ephesians. And so if God, if Jesus has come to bring the sword, he has come to bring the very word that is going to stir our hearts to walk according to the laws of God. And that means that we're being set against the comfort of the world. What in some way we can say peace. That the peace of being in a comfort zone where we think we do not have to walk according to the laws of the Lord is easier in so many ways who wants to stand up today in today's culture and actually say that is wrong it's almost like it's impossible we live a life now where the word is tolerance and if you do not appear tolerant to whatever group that you're talking to if you say that is wrong we shouldn't do that 
then you are labeled as intolerant. How do we then see what Jesus is saying? He's telling us that we are supposed to lose our life for the sake of finding it. That is why we know that that peace that Jesus is talking about is you need to receive me and to receive me, meaning you, re you receive the one who sent me, you are going to not be liked by the world. So in that sense, you have to lose your life because to speak my word, says the Lord, you are not necessarily going to be welcome everywhere you go. And what does he do after this instruction? That he's come to set us against the ways of the world. He commands the twelve to go teach and preach just like he's doing. To tell the world, repent. Uh, we heard them cast out demons in the gospel yesterday. And the first thing that they're telling us, they're walking around. The twelve are, are telling the world, repent. Who wants to repent? That's not peaceful, right? Jesus is the king of peace, the prince of peace. And yet, when he's telling the people of the world, hey, don't do that. You can't do that. They want to kill him. So we come to your throne today, Father, asking for a hedge of protection as we speak your word to the world that you've entrusted us. We ask that we be protected, that we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus Christ, and that we ask you, Father, that we may be effective workers in the harvest that you place before us, Father, that we may joyfully bring others to know you and to love you. We ask for David Castro's family, Father. We ask that they may receive consolation, that angels may be with them, surrounding them, clearing their atmosphere, that they may have your peace and understanding, Father, that you may show them the way to forgiveness, that the great loss of a young life that we do not understand by a senseless act of violence, Father, may find a way to show in the world that you are bigger than the violence that others might make. Well, where's your God for a faithful family? That you show up for them, Father, that you show up majestically for them, Father, that you let them know you have them, that you protect them, that David is now in your glory, that they may have consolation and confirmation, Father. We pray for our church and the community that is grieving all the young people that went to confirmation with him, that they may also receive your consolation, Father, and your guidance for all the children that knew them, for all the young people that knew them, for all their family members and friends, for all the members of the Westside High School that went to school with him, Father. Send your angels of consolation. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.